0: She's our sister, she's our mother, she's our auntie. So if a deserving teen chapel, um, welcome. Shall we welcome Auntie Trudy to share with us the word of God this morning. Father, we thank you for bringing us to church this morning, loving us, causing us to wake up, oh Lord God, and coming to hear your word. All things are beautiful with you. You make all things beautiful in their time. We pray in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Lord God will hear you as we share your word today. That, oh Lord God, every heart will be a good ground. Every heart will be a prepared ground. Every heart, O oh Lord God, will receive the word so that, Father, it will bear good fruit. In Jesus' precious name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Kindly you resume your seat. Let me, let me thank Uncle Bijou and the facilitators for inviting me to be with you. Usually, I join you for your camp. And I believe that this is my slot in the camp. (laughs) Amen. I trust that you are all doing well. Are you doing well in school? Are you doing well staying away from COVID? Are you doing well at home? Are you getting recommendations from your parents and guardians? Or are they upset with you? They're upset with you? Then you should be repenting. Amen. Amen. Listen to them, okay? So this morning, um, I've been requested to speak with you on the subject of led by his voice or led by the voice of God. Amen. And what do I have for you? I hope you have your notebooks and your pens or your iPads and your phones or your devices on which you write your notes. The first thing I'd like to begin with is that God has a voice. Amen. God has a voice and he speaks. I'm sure by that you know, by now you know that, don't you? That God speaks and speaks very clearly and speaks very strongly. Um, I remember one day I went to, I was invited to speak somewhere and I was speaking, after speaking, one person came to me and said, you know, in this church, we've been told that we should be careful about people who said God spoke to them. And I said, um, so if God doesn't speak to us, then how do we have the word of God? Amen. What's the point of having a shepherd who, or a father who doesn't communicate with you? God communicates with us. And he communicates with us by speaking to us. He has a voice. If there was the communication is so intrinsically a part of human, in fact, communication is what creates community. You know the word community? So when I was told to come to Teen Chapel, I came up here. If I was going to the Children's Chapel, I would go down there, isn't it? Because that's where that community is. This is where this community is. Every group that is together doing something in particular, a particular community. Amen. So your family is a particular community. So we we belong to different communities. And the word communication is, is related to the word community. So if God did not communicate with us, then the church would not be a community. Hallelujah. But the church is a community. The church is a, is a family, and the f- head of that family is God. He's our father. Jesus said he's a shepherd. So God has a voice, and God speaks to his children. That's the first thing you should keep. Now, John chapter 10, verses 1 to 16. Would you be projecting it? Or should I read from my Bible? John 10, 1 to 16. All right. Write it down. Write every scripture I I give you down because you'll be needing it as you grow in life. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up by some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Next verse, please. Next verse, please. We are moving very fast. 1 to 16. So can I have verse 2? But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Three. Let me read from my Bible then. This is going a bit slowly. To him the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice. Are you listening? To him the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice. The one who is keeping the door. Jesus said the person who keeps the door. The doorkeeper, the usher. Jesus says the usher opens the door for me. And the sheep, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Four. And when he puts out, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Five. And yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Amen. If they said... um, Mr. Cranting something or the other is calling all youth in the church, the Teen teen Chapel members. You will start asking each other, who is Mr. Cranting? Isn't it? Because you don't know this person. Unless one of your facilitators is called Mr. Cranting. I just, I just chose a name randomly. But if they said Uncle Bijou was calling all Teen Chapel people, you would plan to come, isn't it? Because you know his voice. You know his name. This is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying he's he's the head of that community. He has sheep. The sheep know his voice. God has a voice. And we, his children, we know that voice. Amen. And the next thing for us to know is that God speaks. God not only has... A voice but God speaks amen so Genesis chapter 1 verses verse 3 let's let's walk through the scriptures very fast because I have another assignment downstairs then so I need to um, be able to do this work so the people with the scriptures let's do it fast okay then then God said let there be light and there was light God said let there be light so God not not only has a voice but he also speaks and the whole Bible is called the word of God it's called what God has said the word of God indeed the longest chapter in the Bible is about God's word this is Psalm 119, it has 176 verses. That is the longest chapter in the Bible. And all it talks about is the word of God. And it describes the word of God in different ways. It says the word of God is his commandments. It's his, how come you've come to church without booking? You are not taking notes. Oh, Uncle Bijou has a culture in this place changed. Has it changed? You are supposed to take notes. You know, um, well understood from what Uncle Bijou said earlier, that you've been studying the voice of God or led by the voice of God or hearing the voice of God for some time, isn't it? And really, if you want to know the voice of God, if you want to be led by the voice of God, if you want to understand God, you should never come near God without something to take down notes. Can I teach you a secret? You should never come near God. He taught me this more than 20, 30 years ago. So that's why the Bible is, I know the Bible is on the phone, but you will never see me without my physical book. Do you know why? Because every time I sit, God gave me instructions years and years ago. He said, never come to me without a pen. Something to take down instructions. So every time I do my quiet time, I have a pen ready. I have books ready. And I expect God to speak to me. So when I'm studying the Bible, the Bible, whenever you are studying the Bible, God is speaking to you. And when you are praying, you are speaking to God. Are you getting the correlation? Anytime you are praying, you are speaking to God. And every time you are studying the Bible, God is speaking to you. Amen? But that's not the only way in which God speaks. So we'll be expanding on it. But I need you to understand this. Because you see, God's word to us, is uh, on uh, conversations with us is on a consistent basis and what he teaches us through his servants in church and through all the things that happen in church is one form of how he communicates with us now even we human beings if my my secretary if my secretary every time my secretary comes to me She comes with a a certain book and a pen. Every time my assistant comes, she comes with a book and a pen. Why? Because that simple communication and instruction can drop. Are you hearing me? I'm telling her, I need you to check on this. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Now, if she doesn't come with something to record it, she will leave and she may forget it she may forget something are you getting me so and indeed it is that record that she and I constantly check I can tell her I spoke with you two weeks ago and I asked you to do this can you follow up and so she follows up and gives me updates so if you want to be led by God if you want a life that is that is richly impacted by God you should have a record of God's words to you. Amen. Amen. And never come to church without a book and a pen or the device on which you record. And I want to recommend to you that so long as there are books on earth, because once upon a time there were parchments and scrolls. Now we don't use them anymore. We use books. And now we are moving from books into devices, right? Now, so, so long as there are books on earth, she, she's on well? So long as there are books on earth, please try and keep your records in books. Amen. Hallelujah. So, God speaks. And God has a voice. And the longest chapter is in the Bible is on God's word. The God's words are variously described as commands, So those who are recording, write it down. Commands, precepts, decrees, words, testimonies, edicts. What are decrees? What are edicts? What are commands? A command is, you must do this. A testimony is, I was here, I did this, and this happened. Are you hearing me? So God's word includes testimonies where God tells you, "We did this. I did this, and this is what happened." And so, and so, Psalm one one nine says, "Your testimonies to me." Let's let's read a part of it. Psalm one one nine, not Psalm one o two. Psalm one one nine. It says. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. So you see that the Bible talks about the word of God as law. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with his whole heart. Amen. Talks about the word of God as testimonies. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. He says if you keep the testimonies of God and the law of God, invariably you will not become a bad person. It says, thou hast commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. You have commanded us to keep your, you have directed us to keep your precepts, your statutes. Now, what is a statute? A statute is a law that is passed by Parliament. It is written down. So, when we say act this, section this of act this, we are talking about statutes. God's laws are captured in solid legislation. Then there's the testimony that he talks to us about. Amen. Then there's the precepts and principles which he he teaches us. And principles are like if this happens, this will happen. Hallelujah. If you put water on on fire, what will happen? It will boil, it will get hot. That's a principle. A principle of what, Uncle Bijou? Is it kinetic energy or something? I don't know. It's a physics thing or chemistry. What conversion of energy? Ah. So there are precepts, there are principles, there are testimonies, there are edicts. Edicts are directions. Are you hearing me? So God's word comes in different, different, different ways. Now this is Psalm 119. That's all it talks about. That All the 176 verses talks about the nature of God's word and the things that God's word does. So I want to encourage you to spend time to read Psalm 119. Study it. Amen. amen. To be led by, God's, by God, you must know His voice and His language. To be led by God. You must know his voice not just his voice but his language what do i mean by his voice and his language do you know that i remember the years ago i'm coming to share a testimony i lived close to a, a muslim um, a mosque and when you wake up in the morning they'll go, nah, who go who lives near a mosque you know how they teach then the children will all re, uh, respond, isn't it? is not it? do you know? Uh huh. So I, I I virtually knew the voice of the the malam. Now ina masumi na, then all the children will go now ina masumi na, and I was reciting it after them. It was very funny to me, <laughs> you know. But I, I got to know the voice of this person. If you keep hearing somebody over and over again, you will know their voice. But ask me what the meaning of na ina, i assuming na is. I probably am not even saying the right thing. Do you get me? That, I mean, why am I not saying the right thing? Because I didn't understand it. Another person who understands Arabic, if there's somebody in this room who understands Arabic, that person can probably correct me and tell me the right thing that they were saying. Are you you hearing me? So you may know a voice because you hear the voice all the time, but you may not, if you don't understand the language in which the voice is speaking, you can know the voice without understanding the language. Amen. And that is how many people can hear the voice of God, but they can't interpret what God is telling them because they don't understand the language. So in order to be led by God, You should not only know his voice, but you should know his language. Amen. Let me illustrate this. Uncle Bijou, can you come up? Can somebody who speaks Ga also come up? Somebody who speaks Ga. Oh, you know you speak. We don't have much time. And then somebody who speaks Fanti. Please come up here. Okay. So what I want you to do, Uncle Bijou, don't speak something simple. Give me an instruction in Ewe. You know I have a serious Ewe named Tokonuba. That's not where I come from. So I don't understand Ewe properly. I only know the fringes. So don't give me some of the fringe uh, versions. I want a fanti. So, Uncle Bijou, give me two different instructions. S- please stand up here. Sister, please stand up. Give me two. Uh, hey, Mrs. Tokonu. <laughs> I share the same name with her, the same initials. So, Uncle Bijou, give me two different instructions in Ewe. Okay, serious Ewe. <laughs> Deep. Oh, so there's no fancy in this room. What's going on here? If you are going to be led by the voice of God, you have to be a person who moves fast. Amen. I'm listening. <laughs> Any uh, so, so that I have no idea unless I understand the words. Try <laughs> it <laughs> Um forgive. Another one. Um another instruction. <laughs> I didn't understand anything. Is, that, is there an aware person in this room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one, what did he say? Bring your husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the, the woman at the well. <laughs> you, you see where you are, where I am, and you have understood. You could, you could respond and do something. I'm right by him. I know his voice very well, but I was totally lost. How can you respond and be led if you don't understand? And the second one, to, what did he say? <laughs> what? <laughs> <Cha>. <laughs> I see. So, if you don't understand a person's language, forget it. You can know their voice as much as you want. Amen. Yes. And, and Gina. oni <laughs> That one, uh, I should go and tell my brother or sister. Only, oh, no. me. Uh-huh. That part is gone. <laughs> I should tell somebody that somebody has died. But that somebody, I don't understand. So, I've got part of the instruction. Part of the instruction is lost. Do you understand me? Because I don't understand the language. Give me another instruction. Maybe <laughs> Abaji When would when they bring out? Maybe Abaji. That one I understand. But the, the rest. Bekele. That child. Uh, oh? Uh, but the other one I don't understand. The last one. Boom. Out. Ah, I've learned a new word. Okay. Now lady Fanti this i am at home bring it on Ah Na partner here Eh me nyu you chop for na me who are casa O you are <laughs> Hallelujah <laughs> Mama cross now we can connect I'm excited Tell me something else Eh hey? Timothy project can you, you see how I've come on top? Uh-huh. Thank you very much. God bless you. I hope you have learned something from this. That you, if you don't understand the language of a person, no matter how seemingly close you are, you cannot flow. Hallelujah. You cannot flow. And therefore, I. Uh, the Holy Spirit told me about this exercise when I was preparing. And I'm sure you will remember this for a long time. The, and it, 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 I hope it, it causes you to want to understand the language of God. Amen. Because you can hear his voice come to church a thousand times be be interested in the things of God but if you don't understand the language of God and you don't know how the language of God you will you will see everybody rise up and and worship you worship but you won't you won't get what you need out of it amen, amen. and if I if it is like me and the uh, the airway I mean I've been married to an airway man more than 30 years How 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 hard is your ear? I pray that your ear is not as hard as mine. And do you know how come I have not been able to learn a way? Because my husband speaks three. My husband was born in Koforidua and lived in Kumasi, and the man speaks three more than three people. So there was no need to teach me his language. Are you hearing me? The few chapters and verses I learned were when we we, we stayed in his family home. So if you don't have an impetus, when you don't have an attraction, you don't have a motivation to learn the language of God because you think you are walking around in the environment of God, you will lose out on being led by God. Amen. And that's what this morning I've come to encourage you Not to do, and that's why I say from today, if you want to remedy the situation, always capture what you are taught in church because years later that is going to be helpful, amen. All right, so now having established this, how do we learn the language of God? Number one, stay close to where God is speaking. How I lived in Ho I am or, or any part of the Volta uh, region if after I got married I lived in or even before I got married I lived there I'm sure by now I would speak away fluently don't you think so because I am in that environment that is why we come to church we come to church to hear the voice of God, to hear the words of God. That is why we read the Bible so that we can be in the environment of the language of God. Are you listening to me? Because I lived with with an Ewe man, but there's no Ewe environment in our home. Trudy, Pacho Ewe, he's speaking true to me and I speak free to him and our children carry these seriously away names and don't know point like myself. This is a serious situation, do you understand me? Very serious. And in fact, I'm originally Efutu, I come from Winneba, but my my parents, both of them speak Efutu, but they they also speak Fanti, so there they were speaking Fanti to us. And then what happened is that when my father and mother want to communicate with each other over our heads they speak a futu. So futu had become a code. Are you hearing me? A futu had become a code. So when it comes to my native language I don't even speak it. May the Lord help you to know his language. Yes. The first way is to stay in the environment of God's home. Amen. And God not just his home but his town his city in Hebrews 12 says you have come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God to innumerable company of angels in joyful assembly that's one of my favorite scriptures to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life to Jesus the mediator of the New Testament to the blood of sprinkling which speaks better things than the blood of evil. If you spend time in the presence of God, in prayer, you actually travel. At the time, any time you close your eyes to pray, you are actually on Mount Zion, in the city of the living God. When you are in worship, you are on Mount Zion, in the city of the living God. And whilst you are in that environment, there's no way you will not learn his language. Amen. Amen. So immerse yourself in the environment of God. The second thing is you should be able to translate what God is saying. You learn a language when you are able to translate what is being said into a simpler version that we are familiar with. Until so we are so versed in the language that we can understand it directly. And from what we had done, you can see that knowing a language is progressive. For instance, I started learning uh, from secondary school. Even though secondary school, I was in Cape Coast. A lot of people spoke Ga, and because of that, I started picking Ga. But because I've never lived in a typically Ga place, there are some words that I lose. Are you are you hearing? Uh huh. So when you you when you are being taught a language, when if you want to know the language of God, what should be done is that as God speaks there's a translation into like using a dictionary that is why jesus spoke in parables hallelujah he would and that is why the bible is made up of stories and that is why in preaching we do examples so as the word of god is coming the example begins to translate for us what god is saying it's like having an interpreter am i making sense to you it's like having an interpreter so as you speak the interpreter speaks so as God the word we are reading the Bible the Holy Spirit is interpreting to us when we come to church as the preacher is preaching the Holy Spirit is interpreting to us and sooner than later we begin to understand more and more and more and more of the language so as you stay close to God in Bible study and coming to church in the environment that God is in you begin to learn his language and you begin to learn more deeper and deeper the levels of the language amen so when you come to church at first you can understand a certain basic level of the language when you start reading the Bible at first you can begin to understand a certain basic level but the more you keep on reading the more you keep on coming to church the more you keep on worshiping more and more levels of the language of God begin to be known to you and then it is easier to understand the deeper words amen Hallelujah. So I pray, if you want to be led by the voice of God, then be in the place where the words of God are interpreted and translated. Amen. You know, um, sometimes you hear uh, people preaching. They'll carry on and on, and there's no reference to the Bible. It's all about the stories that the life stories you can lose the real language of God from that and then sometimes it's all about just pure scripture without any interpretation that one too you can lose what God is saying amen but when there's a correlation between the word of God the scripture and the interpretation we begin to understand the language of God let's look at something in Matthew chapter 13 It just came to my heart. and um, Yes, Michael, uh, sorry, I said Michael. My driver is called Michael. Can you imagine? <laughs> I call him so often. Matthew chapter 13. This is the parable of the sower. And let's read from verse 9. From verse 9. After Jesus had finished speaking the parable of the sower, the verse 9 says, he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then verse 10. And the disciples came to him, came and said unto him, Why do you speak to them in parables? 11. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. 14. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him beloved jesus is saying something to us here he said you know jesus in preaching he would tell them parables and some of it the people didn't understand when he finishes teaching them in parables then he will explain to his disciples when he's alone with them oh holy spirit help us here the word will be spoken out in the public hallelujah then when he's alone with his disciples, and when he finishes preaching, he will say, he who has an ear, let him hear. Jesus could be cheeky. He will say the thing and say, He will say the thing and say, May your, may your heart be soft. Hallelujah. May your ear be soft. I pray that after today, you will never come to church without notebook and pen. Amen. May your ear be soft. So he will tell them, so the, the disciples ask him that, ah, why do you tell talk to them in parables. Why, do, When we are outside, you speak in parables. And then when we finish, you, we come inside, then you start interpreting the parables to us. Then Jesus said, I bring you inside to interpret the parables to you because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And as for them, the general populace It hasn't been the word of God. He says, I don't cast my pearl before swine. The word of God, the communications of God are not for the rebellious. They are for his people. He said, He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them power to become children of God. Children not born of a husband's will, but born of the Spirit. That's in John. John chapter 1. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them power. Look, to even give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, it takes energy and power and levels of enabling. So, Jesus would preach outside. We would hear the scriptures outside. We will hear messages outside. After... And when you come and take your Bible to do your quiet time, you begin, you see that the Holy Spirit will start expanding it to you. Amen. Interpreting things that you had heard some time ago. Oh, yesterday I had such a good time in my quiet time. I was praying before the Lord, enjoying Him. And then He started teaching me about the messengers of Satan. I was shocked. And ah, he opened my mind. Then he took me to the scripture. Then he took me to, I was just, I, I was just receiving understanding. He says, to you has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. If we are to know the heart of God and the things God wants with each one of us, we need to set time aside to read his word, to understand his word, to be engaged with his word, to ask him questions, to expect to receive answers. When you go to God, expect him to talk to you. When you go to your mom and she's cooking and you want to tell her something, say, ma, ma, oh, after a while you stop talking to her isn't it but if you go to your mother and you say ma and she stops Ma, you talk your palaver says oh and then she starts giving you understanding Uh, okay this is how we go about it don't you feel closer to your mom isn't that how you grow in love you know that it is in the communications when we come to God with our issues and, the, and ask, talk to Him, and He begins to give us answers from His word, that is when we go closer and closer to God. But if you never, ever go to your mom and talk to her, never ask her questions, you never ask questions of your teacher, you just sit in class, they teach, you get up, you go. If you don't have understanding, you've lost. You've lost. Many of us have that posture in school and we take it to God. We take it to our relationship with God. We don't ask questions in class. We don't engage by writing notes. We don't think through. We don't do research. We want to just read the notes and understand. Then at the end of the term, you read the notes and and the whole thing is not quite coherent to you. You go and do the exam and you get a very mediocre uh, 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 mark, 40%, 30% because you read some. You were there some. But you see if when they were teaching, when they finished if you are too known like myself, I was a teacher I never used to sit at the back in class because I, I, otherwise I wouldn't answer. I used to always sit in front and somehow I'll still be looking into my storybook Yesterday, I was telling somebody that as a judge, I've learned a certain skill to sleep with my eyes open. Who do you Never sleep. Oh, in court, sometimes it's boring. So you, yes, counsel, yes, counsel. So you bat your eyelids, you're half asleep. <laughs> but you see, if when the teaching is going on, you are engaging with the lecture, you are listening. You are making notes. You go and read what the person said, and then you think it through. Then you come and ask a question. Then you do the homework. Then you cross-check. Then you, you offer to do a presentation yourself. Sooner than later, you see that you are on top of the subject. Hallelujah. This is how we grow in God. This is how we begin to understand God more and more and begin to function more and more. When the translations are going on in the d- different things. He says it is given to you to know the mysteries. So knowing the voice and the language of God is in levels. Some people will never understand the language of God because God doesn't waste his time with them. Cuz God knows that no matter how much investment he makes, they are not good. They, they are Judas. Can you imagine Judas walk with Jesus, saw Jesus walk on water, saw Jesus uh, multiply bread, saw Jesus heal someone from the dead, Jesus, and he could still collect 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver was enough for him. May your hearts be soft. Yeah. Amen. So, immerse yourself in his environment. Where does God speak? God speaks, I've, to, I've told you, in his, in his own home, in his environment. Psalm 19, verse 1 to 3. Verses 1 to 3. Psalm 19, verses 1 to 3. He says, Oh, this person, Oh you fast crap." The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his work. Two, day unto day utter speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. Three, there is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. He says, when you look at nature, you understand God. When I first started traveling and, and, and went to England, there was a show on TV I loved what they used to do is they will take a personality and they will show clips from that person's life. And so they will show that person's home, the person working at home. Then they'll move very quickly to the person at work. Then they'll move very quickly to some neighborhood that the person goes into. They'll show the person in different, different things. Then they'll call the contestants to tell what kind of, what kind of person the person is. So somebody will say, this person reads, likes to read books. This person, and they just would have shown you a picture of their bedroom. Showed you a picture of their kitchen. This person is very tidy. This person loves to drink uh, this kind of drink. This person doesn't like children. This person doesn't do this. this uh, they're just and I used to find it so fascinating. All you need to do is take, look at clips of the environment of a person and you begin to understand them. Are you getting me? That's what Psalm 19 says. He says, the heavens declare the glory of God. You, and Romans 1, 2 says, he says, all that ought to be known about God is seen. But people have refused to listen. He says, when you watch nature, you will understand the things that God says. You only need to see how the sea moves for you to know that there are borders in life. You only need to see how, how, how. Just watch yourself. Just watch the environment. And learn how the character of God is. The character of a person is depicted in their environment. So if you want to understand God. Watch nature. Watch humanity. Watch creation. That's what Psalm 19 is saying. The next way that we know the language of god is in the bible and the bible is made up of stories and within the stories there are different layers all sorts of things and as you read the stories you you begin to understand the character of god in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and it was void And the spirit of God hovered over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. In this short thing, you have learned that God is the creator. Hallelujah. He's the creator of all things. And that when there was, you've learned the history of the earth as well. And the role of God in the history of the earth. And how God went about. So, as you read that chapter, you learn about God. Every chapter of the Bible teaches us about God. And, 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 and there are times when he speaks directly. Do you know that God has spoken directly on earth? Do you know that? Write this down. In Exodus 3, chapter, verses 1 to 7. Exodus 3, 1 to 7. We won't read it here. In Acts 9, 1 to 6. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 6 said the word of God came and, and, and it fell, some of it fell on the wayside. Anyone who's not writing, that is how it can, the word of God can be to you. It, it, it's come, but it's wayside because you haven't retained it. You haven't kept a record of it. So another day, it won't do anything for you, but the one who is writing it down can go back to it. May you never come to church without a method of keeping record again. Are you hearing me? Because there is no, today they said there is no visitor. So everybody here has been in church before. Matthew chapter 3 verses, verse 7 17 sorry and, and Matthew 17 1 to 5. In Exodus 3 1 to 7 Moses Saw this burning bush, you all know, and he went close, and God spoke directly. In Acts, Paul saw this light, and God spoke directly. He said, He called him Saul. So, Saul so, said, Who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. So don't imagine that God has never spoken directly on death. When Jesus was baptized, the Bible says the heavens opened and a dove came, and a voice spoke audibly all the people standing there head, this is my beloved son, hear ye him, listen to him. At the transfiguration, he said the same thing, hear him. So hearing and understanding is so important to God. God knows that the gap between he and us is because we don't listen and we don't hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, he is one. The few times God has spoken that we've been told about. He said, hear ye him. Listen. So God sometimes speaks directly. And sometimes, and he speaks through his book. And he speaks through his environment. And then sometimes he speaks indirectly through preaching as has being done through worship all these are modes in which god speaks understand that god is speaking all the time i think of the voice of god and the voice of the devil like when you go to the airport you know when you go to the airport you hear kinky flight number 223 is about to go passengers are, they they don't care who hears and who doesn't hear do you get what i mean they have to they, they are speaking they are giving announcements in the same way, all creation is speaking all the time. There is a, he is speaking all the time. That's why Jesus will say, he who has an ear, let him hear. If you are, it's your flight and you don't listen, you will miss your flight and nobody will cry. May you not miss your flight. Yes. Amen. 825. All right. So process what you are learning from nature and learn his words. Know his language from nature. Then another aspect of God's direct of language is direct teaching. When you study the word of God, he teaches you directly. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate thereon day and night, and, and thereby you shall have good success, not bad success. I'm robbers who are successful, that's bad success. You know, you know bad people to get successful? We are talking about good success. This book of the Lord, Joshua 1.8. We all should know the scripture. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or sit in the way of sinners, or stand in the way of mockers. But upon the law of the Lord, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree that is planted by the riverside. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. As you read the word of God and it stays in you, you begin to understand his language and his ways. Amen. And then another aspect of God's language is a language he gives you to speak with him because of the mysteries of the kingdom. We know what that language is, isn't it? The, the language called tongues. Sometimes people say funny things. Oh, that tongue started... Beloved, if you don't speak in tongues, you are missing an important ingredient for the success of your life. And I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. In Genesis chapter 15, God came to Abraham and said, Abraham had gone to God and said, what are you going to give me? I don't have an heir. And God said, bring me a sacrifice. Cut the sacrifice. And during the time that Abraham had cut the sacrifice, God said, I'm going to give you an heir. You will have children. You will have an heir. But, and they will go somewhere and they will be there for 400 years. Listen to this. In Genesis 15, read it. 400 years, your descendants will be in another place. Then, fast forward to Exodus. In Exodus, we are introduced to Moses. And Moses is at the burning bush. And God comes to him. So Moses goes and does the work that God told him to do. Exodus chapter 12, verses 40 and 41. Please open it for me. Exodus 12, 40, 41. Now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. To the, and it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, on that very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. In Genesis 15, God has said, your descendants will go into a place for 400 years. So when Moses met God at that burning bush, God was fulfilling a 400-year-old prophecy. Are you listening to me? So it is in our lives. 139 verse 16. Put it on the screen. It says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There is, give me the NIV version. There is a book about your life. That has been written in heaven. Carefully, who will give birth to you? What you did? It says, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How are you going to ensure that the things God has written about your life, they come to pass? And God doesn't want anyone to interfere with it. And therefore, he's giving you a coded language. It goes beyond that. And how many demons are walking about cannot hear, understand one word? No human being, no demon, nobody. It's just between you and God. And then he's downloading and you are uploading. It's between you and God. Your life is too precious for anyone to tamper with your life. So God has given you a language by which. He says, we do not know how we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us in groans that are too deep for us to understand. And he who knows the mind of God knows how to pray. Makes intercession with us in accordance with the will of God. Romans chapter 8. So he who knows the mind of God makes intercession for us in accordance with the will of God. And we begin as we are praying day after day. We even we don't understand so we cannot mess around with what we are. You know you you can mess around you can mess up what something that's good for you. You can mess up. Your, your father says, I'm going to buy you a car. Hey, hey, my dad is going to buy me a car. My father is going to buy me a car. My father. And your brothers and sisters begin to disorganize it like it happened to Joseph. Are you hearing me? People start disorganizing it. Your father's secretary disorganizes it. But if you don't know that you go and tell your father, you didn't you, 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 understand. Your father understood. Do you understand me? What needs to be done has been done, and it will arrive. May you walk in the purity of the blessed language between you and God. Amen. And finally, God speaks to us In fact, the longer you walk with God, the more he develops the language with you. Apart from the coded language that you yourself don't understand. He gives you a language that you may understand. The deeper you know know a language, the more sophisticated cryptic and coded communication can be. So, If I was walking with my escort or with my driver, because I speak with them all the time, I can do something, and they know what I mean. You won't do it. Do you understand me? So you can actually be, you can be in the room with the man and his wife, and they will carry on the whole conversation with their eyes and their hands and their feet, and you are sitting there to learn. That's how it goes. So the longer you walk with God, speak with him, understand his language, he begins to move you into deeper, you know, yesterday, I was thinking about a friend of mine that I know is very, fine, I'm very precious to her, and, and, and I said, ah, did she wish me happy birthday at all, and I went to our class page, and I looked, and the time her birthday message came, was a message to me. Now I read the Bible and verses, That the numbers of the verses are messages. Oh, there are levels and upon levels that upon levels that God speaks to us. There are levels. That, but sometimes I'm wondering about something and the Lord gives me an answer by the way, by the way I see even a tree move. That is how and, and, and in those kind of situations, it settles your soul. And you, and you, and you, and you become stable and secure in your walk with him. May you begin to enjoy the language of God more and more. May you speak with him more and more. Immerse yourself more and more in his place. You can never be too busy. If Daniel, who was head of a whole empire could find time to pray. If me, I can pray, you, you are too small. I'm putting it to you. It's about putting yourself out of your comfort zone. I was telling my police escort this morning when we're coming that at 430 this morning, the Holy Spirit woke me up. I had set my alarm for five, but when I woke up at 430, I immediately understood what he was telling me. I sat up. I looked at the time. It was before my alarm went. I said, ah, I hadn't done this thing. Okay, okay. You want me to do it. So I got up. You see, you, you, it gets to a point when everything, God is able to communicate with you. Recently, I had some issues and I was praying. And then he said, break that cycle. Break that cycle. Break that cycle. Break that cycle. And he started explaining it to me, and he just sorted out the whole matter to me. I got the deep wisdom about how to go about it. I'll share the last testimony with you. Years ago, my my husband was had gone abroad, and he had an issue, and I was praying about it, and the Holy Spirit said, Esther. I said, Lord, Esther. Esther. As I thought about Esther, Esther, it came to me, a little known law. A little known law. So I started praying with it, praying with it. So then then later, something happened using a law law that nobody knows about. And because he gave me the key to the prayer I must pray. It started with one word, Esther. So I was praying, Esther, Lord, what about Esther, Esther? Esa, Esa what? then a little known law so I went into a little known law you don't even need to know the full context of what you are praying hallelujah my prayer is that you will walk with your shepherd rise on your feet and raise your hand and sing this song for his mercy shall endure Ever faithful, ever sure. For his mercy shall endure. Ever faithful, ever sure. Let us wait. I started too low, eh? That's my bad voice. Take you from there. <laughs> Praise the Lord for His God For His mercy shall endure Ever faithful, ever sure. Okay, now pray As the Holy Spirit to help you to become a person whose ears are soft. Jesus used to say, are you still so dull? He would ask his, are you still so dull? Are you still so hard of hearing? May the Lord bless your ears with hearing and understanding. Your heart with softness. May the Lord break the yokes Hardness of heart over you. May the Lord bring you into understanding of Himself. May the Lord be your friend so that He will not do anything without telling you about it. Like He said, Can I do something without telling Abraham? The Lord likes to share what He is doing so that we can cooperate. He likes to share. May you be a person who is interested in knowing his mind and knowing his heart and knowing his direction. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love and your care. I know that this word is a good word and I know that it will sink deep and I know that it will bear fruit. May it not bear fruit of just 30%, but may it bear fruit of 100% and more. Like Rebecca, maybe a thousand times more. And through it, may your people process the gates of their enemies. In the name of Jesus, thanksgiving. Amen.